Welcome back, everybody, to the Sheepdogs podcast. This is one of your hosts, Michael Sullivan. Um, with me today is, as always, Father Jacob Willig. Welcome, and, everyone. And we have a very special guest today, uh, Catherine Kippers. Nice. Welcome, Got, it right. Got the Thank name you. right. Thank <laughs> you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yep. Here we go. Who is a focus missionary here at Miami University oh, and yeah. also the former Miss Minnesota. Um, so before we get into this today, Father, would you start us off with a, with a quick prayer? Sure. Gladly. Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We ask the Holy Spirit to be present to us uh, in this time of just hearing Catherine uh, about her life and her testimony for you, Lord. We pray for all of our listeners, for those that will tune in, that many may come to know uh, just your love for them, Lord, today, and um, just know your grace and peace this day. And we commend everything to you, Lord Jesus, in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Awesome. Great. Well, um, yeah, it's great to have you. Thank you for being with Thanks. us today. Pleasure to be here. So uh, could you just give us a little bit of your like background story? What are yeah. you doing here at Miami? Um, what brings you to Oxford, Ohio, which is very far from Minnesota? A little ways from Minnesota. Yeah. So first, it is such a joy to be here, especially I, I love the the prayer before the podcast. I think mm. as Miss Minnesota, when I used to be Miss Minnesota, oftentimes the prayer was on my own, that kind of solo time. Mm. Um, and now it's such a joy as a missionary. You know, we do prayer before everything and it's so public and open and I just love it. Um, but yes, I'm currently a focused missionary. It's my first year and I'm blessed to be placed at Miami of Ohio, which go was Red Hawks. pretty, go Red Hawks, yeah, pretty funny texting my family moving to Miami in Ohio. It was a great, <laughs> great lesson in geography for us all. Um, and before that, I was uh, Miss Minnesota back in 2019, and then that carried over into 2020. So because of COVID, they couldn't hold a competition that year. And so they and they asked me, obviously, because I was the best one for the job and the only one with the job, <laughs> um, if I would hold the title for an extra year. So I have that odd trait of being a two-year Miss Minnesota. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So can you walk us through a little bit, just the background, what it means to be Miss Minnesota or... Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the story of how you got there, how you got into this, and uh, yeah, just some of the joys or struggles or yeah, yeah. fun experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. It was two years, so hopefully I'll try to give you the 30-second version of the, the two years and the time before that. But I think, yeah, anytime I talk about how I got involved in pageants, I really have to give my mom credit. Mm -hmm. She was Miss Minnesota back in the 80s, and um, I think after having two sons and then finally a daughter, she just loved getting to share that piece of her life with me and so every year uh, we would go to the Miss Minnesota pageant together as like a mom-daughter date and after a while I just uh, became so inspired by the women that were competing mm. you know they had these amazing talents I mean just incredible singers or dancers or instrumentalists and on top of that they all were very committed to service they had something in their life whether they started a nonprofit or they were working to raise money for juvenile arthritis whatever it was service mm. is a very big part of the Miss America organization and then beyond that, they all had these wonderful career aspirations. They were in college. They were competing to get scholarships. So after a while, and that inspiration and just seeing, you know, the joy that these women had, and later finding out too that many of these women were in prayer groups together backstage and mm. were Christians. You know, that was that was a piece of many of their lives. 
um, I decided I wanted to compete, you know, to to be able to follow in their footsteps, follow my mom's footsteps. But also, um, yeah, honestly, for the scholarships, it was a nice. really a really big perk that I got that. And um, I competed for two years. And uh, yeah, I, honestly, it, it sounds funny to say, but I feel like I was very much called to compete that second year. I was debating whether or not I should. And um, that second year, I won Miss Minnesota, and that ended up being the year that Miss Minnesota would hold the title for two years, which was hmm. um, very unprecedented, very very stressful, I think, at the time. Um, especially looking back, I was like 20, 21, and mm-hmm. just didn't really know what I was doing, which is trying to do my best with the title. And um, was just very blessed with the people that were, were there to help me through that time. And um, yeah, being being Miss Minnesota during a pandemic was a fascinating. You know, it's fun to hear about the college students here that are now juniors and seniors referencing being in college in that time. And um, I did go back to college that second year, and it was really fascinating getting to see both, you know, what was going on on the college campus and at our Newman Center, how we were trying to remain active, and what was going on at a state level in Minnesota. Being able to almost have this bird's eye view of the events that I had, you know were public fundraisers last year that were now virtual and, and trying to help with that. And, and really what I, what I got to see was um, everybody trying their best to still do the good that they'd always been doing, but during the pandemic, because suddenly it was the good that meant more. You know, So me and my, my roommates, admittedly, were much more focused on what we could do to um, stay sane, get out of the house, and be involved in our Catholic community than we were with our classes, you know, which were all virtual mm-hmm. anyway, so we could do that on our own time. And same thing with Miss Minnesota. You know, we um, we really focused on what we could do to support the women who were competing, um, our volunteers, and then just, you know, any events that were around the state that were looking for people to help advocate for their cars, but now virtually. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And so can you tell us a little bit about, yeah, what you do as Miss Minnesota? It sounds like everyone, <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, well, certainly everyone's connected with their special uh, nonprofit or special mm-hmm. service. Could you maybe tell us about yours or yeah what kind of are the the standard kind of things that you would do not only yours but as miss minnesota yeah absolutely i think first of all i will say it's pretty funny both as a missionary and as miss minnesota that's everyone's favorite question like what do what do you do exactly Mm. like what does your day-to-day look like and in both situations it really is different every day right um yeah, the team and I joke about how every day is so different. One day you're hanging out with students, other day you're cleaning, other days you're doing administrative work and trying to plan events. And same thing with Miss Minnesota. Every day looks so different. One day you're speaking, you know, at an event. Um, another day you are planning, you know, and trying to get events and appearances. Another day you're working, at the time I was preparing for Miss America, right? So you're working to, you know, be better at interview or, um, you know, some of the frilly stuff, you're dress shopping, but that was such a minuscule part of it. And um, a big part of it was service. And I actually, I cheated a little bit, I like to say. Um, Michael just goes, what? Um, But yeah, I definitely cheated. I'm here to admit it as Miss Minnesota. So (laughs) at the time, I was realizing, again, remember, my mom was a Miss Minnesota. Um, We realized the differences between our experiences. And when my mom was... Uh, competing back in the day, right? Miss America was more commonly known about. Miss America, I think, had more opportunities to do service because back then I don't think there was many influencers. And now, um, unfortunately, which is the rise of social media and some movies, Miss Congeniality, which of course I, I think is funny, but it does not do credit to women who do pageants. Mm-hmm. I found that there were a lot of misconceptions about it. And so it made it very difficult for women pageants to do service work because half the time you show up at an appearance and you spend the first 20 minutes just winning over the people that you're meeting, mm. which again is funny. You, as a missionary, sometimes you show up to an event or something and you're just right. trying to win people over for Christ. So it's funny. Those Good parallels. skills. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord uses it all. Oh, he truly, he truly does. You don't think there's going to be parallels between pageants and mission, but there are. <laughs> um, 
but it was just so so fascinating in my my time growing up around pageants or the little bit that I'd done competing, um, realizing that kind of it sounds funny to say, but disadvantage that you face when you're trying to do service in order to get scholarships, but as um, a woman wearing a crown. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I took my year to have my service be marketing and rebranding for the organization and trying to break down pageant stereotypes. Because coincidentally, also the year that I won Miss Minnesota was um, the same time that Miss America decided that swimsuit should no longer be part of the competition, that that wasn't appropriate, that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. So it was just this opportunity to really showcase um, this idea that women can do service and that women can do you know, public speaking and do all of it you know, so that they can get a better education and then they can do it without having to have a focus on what they look like. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of video work at the time. Um, I did a lot of even speaking on yeah, what it means to be a woman in Miss America today and that Miss America still exists, that actually mm-hmm. is a good thing. So um, with that then, I got to take on any event or any um, any type of service that was that was going on in the state. So I got to both be involved with the walk to, was it cure arthritis? Um, or also there was a, a princess warrior walk, they called it. It was for kids with cancer um, in honor of this little girl who had died of leukemia. And so all these different service events that um, that I got to just be a part of and promote because I hadn't picked like one specific cause. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that makes sense. Sure, a bird's eye sure, right definitely. Now. I guess doing all those things too, um, yeah, just one thing just came to mind is how did that make you feel? You know, just the joys, uh, of course, participating and winning and all that, but also just service in the midst of that. Certainly some of it was difficult. It sounds like, yeah, navigating COVID, uh, doing the marketing, helping to rebrand in some sense, but really showing the, the fullness that um, the deeper aspects of it, which is so beautiful. But yeah, what kind of um, personal uh, blessings were in the midst of all that that you experienced? Yeah. Oh, gosh, there were. There were many, I will say, looking back. Um, I think the, the biggest was that no matter what you were doing, no matter how taxing it was, you know, if you're working a 12-hour day um, at appearances or driving across the state or, or traveling long hours, um, it was always life-giving. Just because whatever you were doing, um, I had the chance just to meet so many people, um, so many different types of people. Um, and it was such a blessing to see, just, yeah, to learn to see God in, in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so fascinating, my my mom and I would kind of joke that, you know, no matter what, if you're willing to listen to someone, they'll be willing to talk to you. And it mm. was such a, a good lesson, um, especially too, when you walk into a room sometimes and if you have a crown on your head, um, same thing, like really, if you're wearing a crucifix or a Catholic shirt, people either run towards it and they think it's so cool or they want to run away from it. Mm. Um, and it's one or the other. And either way, if you're in that position and you're wearing the crown or even if you're wearing the cross, it's a little bit of your job to make sure that people still feel loved by you. Mm. That was what I found. Miss um, Minnesota to me was more of a, a service figure who was supposed to, to serve others um, as opposed to be someone that was you looked up to or served herself. So I always tried whether people were kind of running away from me or if they were running to me like, whoa, you're Miss Minnesota, you know, either way to um, just to be loving. So I think my favorite thing was after appearances, people would come up to me and tell me, I'm really surprised you're not like mean. You know, that was that was my favorite compliment because it was such a backhanded compliment. Um, But it was a it was very it spoke to the fact that of some people's perception of of what you are. Well, today, um, Father, you might not know about this show, but there was an amazing or bad but funny show um, <laughs> <laughs> called Honey Boo Boo. 
Oh, yes. And that was my, that actually coming into this interview, that was my entire perception of what like a pageant person is. <laughs> That's um, amazing. So Honey Boo Boo was this girl from, I think like Tennessee or Kentucky, a yep. little girl. Okay. And they just like talk about her life as like this pageant girl. She's probably like 13, but it was like a TLC, like reality show. Okay. And <laughs> we used to watch it all the time because it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but it is like solely centered around like appearances and it's like mm -hmm. kind of disgusting how they march these little girls around in like yeah. bikinis and everything mm -hmm. so um there's like definitely a dark side to it and i feel like that's kind of like the only like per perception that like yeah. americans today really have over mm -hmm. um like pageants and everything so hearing your the the great good side to it mm -hmm. is um something i haven't heard before and it's, it's super interesting and great yeah it's amazing how, yeah, just perceptions are so important too. Uh, in some sense, like obviously, you know, we're not all about image, but in some sense, yeah, like what we really are about. Mm -hmm. And so it's beautiful too to like when people actually encounter you with the crown or like you're saying, yeah, wearing our cross or whatever it may be. Um, following that too, I was just thinking just the beauty of, so I'm a huge Mother Teresa fan. She's amazing. But she always had these friends too, you know, like Princess Di, like they'd be serving together. They're pretty close. Or I know she always... Mother Teresa tried to connect a lot with Hillary Clinton too, just like a woman in leadership, mm -hmm. um, whether she definitely disagreed about things, right? But like, okay, just having that beauty of like, let's serve together. How could we help? Like Mother Teresa tried to establish a pregnancy center in yeah. DC and she was trying to get Hillary Clinton on board to help her do it. I think they did it for a time. I don't know if it still exists. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the power that we could have, just our influence and helping to grow as friends with whoever it may be. Um, but also that idea of image, as you mentioned, um, or yeah, perceptions, that kind of thing. Uh, I think on college campus, it's very difficult time, maybe in college, everyone, you know, wants to be seen a certain way. And I think part of it too, is we all want to be accepted and loved, you know, and especially like looks is a huge thing, right? There's like, basically I had to explain to one of my classes actually in seminary is funny. We were talking about uh, sexual morality and they're talking about like the, the market, you know, in some sense of like attractiveness and so everyone's always trying to work their way up in some sense, you know, if we think of the ways of the world. And so obviously we see many people in campus striving for that, you know, whether it's like the way they dress, the way they want to be seen, or, you know, some people really, yeah, really want to be seen and just immodesty and that kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's very sad at times too, but can you speak to that? Um, cause I'm sure you have a lot of, yeah, different perception, oh, people, way people see you or yeah, how to encourage women or men to, uh, in that. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so funny too. even Michael that you, you referenced, you know, seeing the the beauty, but like the bad beauty side of pageants, right? Like you're just being paraded around for your looks. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing. I, I think it's funny how much um, a pageant girl, I think, can relate even to a sorority girl. Like I joke, I was never officially in a sorority, but I definitely had that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that and I don't know too much about being in a sorority, but that experience of um, perceptions and perceptions based on looks. And it's it is fascinating because I think the one yeah, the one downside of being in a pageant is oftentimes at, at the end of the day, taking off your makeup and realizing like, oof, this is, you know, this is the me that like people don't always get to see. And even though you strive for authenticity, um, when it's not, you know, just kind of you in your natural setting, it's so hard to be truly authentic. And I think even looking back when I first started as Miss Minnesota, I think I was still, you know, I was pretty young. I was still striving for authenticity. Um, and that still is a struggle, I think, to this day. And it was, it was interesting. It's funny you mentioned beauty because that was something I was trying to define during that time because I knew um, I worked with little girls to teenagers to even older women. And um, 
in, in every age group, I wanted to make sure that I was trying to represent an authentic idea of beauty. And I don't know that I ever really could. You know, I, I had like an authentic style that I liked and I tried to dress more modestly as Miss Minnesota. I loved having a vintage fashion was kind mm, of my, my nice. brand, right? So that way it was a little bit more inherently modest. Um, but there still is that struggle. And I remember uh, being asked in an interview once, it was actually for Miss America and they were trying to do promotions and they were asking, I think, all the girls, like, what does beauty mean to you? And it was kind of a little moment, like pre, pre-testimony or, or deepening of my conversion, um, where I started to feel a bit cut to the heart. Like, I don't really know what beauty is. Mm. And I'm quote unquote, like a beauty queen. And I really can't define it. And so I fumbled through some terrible, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and the only beholding eye you should, you know, try to please is your own. So, you know, like you do, it's kind of like how I phrased it. And it was just such a terrible answer. And um, now as I'm still trying to define it, I've just felt, and I was actually talking to a, a female student about this yesterday, that um, beauty isn't something to be attained. It's something that you already have attained. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you were born in the image and likeness of God, which mm-hmm. is another topic we've been talking about in our Bible studies here mm-hmm. on campus, is that idea of being born in the image of likeness of God. And what does that mean? And what it means is that you are good. You are created good. Um, and so with that, it's like you don't have to, and it sounds so cliche, but you don't need the makeup or like even guys, I don't know what guys do to dress up. I don't know, wear a cool jean jacket, a oh, cool hat. I, I wear cool hats. You, that's what you I do. do. You're wearing a cool hat <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but you know that stuff is not necessary because you are already created um, in the image and likeness of an infinitely good and great God. Mm. And so I think that's just the biggest thing I've been trying to um yeah, to research in my own heart and to, to spread, you know, especially to the women here on campus, um, that you are beautiful and it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Mm. Um, it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. How much makeup or what your hair looks like, all that stuff. Um, you are creative, beautiful, you know, even when you roll out of bed in the morning. So Mm. I think that's just so good. And I think, yeah, based on clothing and what you wear, it always is striving to look a certain way or to attain that certain attention. And I think the, my favorite way that modesty was described to me is what is the intention behind it? you know, is that intention to create more attention for yourself? Because the reality is is that's not necessary. If you're trying to strive for attention from something or somebody, um, that something or somebody isn't then worth your attention. Mm -hmm. They should be able to see your inherent goodness no matter what. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, it's good to just unpack these things because I think sometimes we don't even think about them, you know, Mm -hmm. like what is beauty? That's great. You wrestled with that or, Mm -hmm. yeah, modesty or attractiveness and all that time too, all those things. And of course, just the, the greatness that you know we are drawn to god through beauty through truth you know through these things which is great so when someone uh when you do see beauty whether it's like a person or in the world or someone just really living that out you know like i think of like i mentioned like princess die mother Mm -hmm. Teresa, like both beautiful women in very powerful ways but especially yeah to the witness of just service and like someone who has that and i think also i guess of you know uh, in our world that really tries to grasp for physical beauty in so many ways uh, and just be defined by that. It's so beautiful when you have someone who has the confidence of knowing that they are beloved daughter or son of God. Mm-hmm. Because when someone has that confidence, then they just have an amazing joy or peace which cannot be, uh, not be shaken. And I think of, you know, like when someone can eloquently uh, grow in old age, you know, and they're not freaking out mm-hmm. about trying to hold on of like, maybe I don't look like I'm 18 anymore or whatever, you know, it's yep. like, there's something so beautiful about that when you see that in people they have this confidence like actually i'm loved and uh just knowing that they are loved by god and then just sharing that in so many ways is so impactful so uh, maybe i'm sounding very old now in my no, comments but totally agree <laughs> it's okay but yeah when you see people who are just have that confidence i think that's one of the most attractive things 
and uh, because it's really our confidence in God, knowing that they're loved, because we see the opposite, right? Insecurity. And people have the insecurity, then I think it's easy to fall in like, well, I really got to dress a certain way so people like me. And uh, so, yeah, everyone else to just know you are loved today. And God created you good. And yeah, it's amazing. Anyways, great. So, yeah, maybe uh, just explaining too then uh, what you're doing now. Like, so being a focused missionary, I know you spoke a little bit to this, but yeah, how that relates. And yeah, it's amazing how the Lord uses all our gifts and all of our beauty, all that mm -hmm. too, you know, which is yeah. great. So absolutely. I think admittedly, this is also something I'm still learning how to define. I'm a first year focused missionary. So um, I've only been on campus for maybe two months now or so. So it's been it's been a joy to kind of um, settle into the, the chaos of college life again, you know, which means you're never really settling in. Mm. But what I think I love about this specific job, as I said before, is just the um, the ability I have to now live out my faith in just a very open way, because that's really what I'm here for. You know, before um, as Miss Minnesota, or even as a, as a college student, you're kind of, you know, in any phase of life, you're kind of wrestling with like, oh, where am I going next? Where am I, you know, what is college leading to? Even as Miss Minnesota, it was what job offer am I going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, by the grace of God, I never took any jobs as a result of Miss Minnesota. I went back to school, wrestled with whether or not, like what school is going to lead me to. And now it's it's at this place, and this may doesn't define the job, but this does define the beauty of kind of letting God uh, take over your life. It's, <laughs> it's so much joy in having just this settled of, I'm just here now to live out my faith in a way that um, brings others closer to Christ, you know, specifically the women on this campus. So mm. shout out to my Bible study girls. Um, mm. We've just gotten Bible studies launched. Um, we're starting some formation groups. So women that want to walk more closely and further their relationship with the Lord have the opportunity to do that as well. And then, yeah, as focused missionaries, we do put on events as well, which is really fun. We've got a mission trip that we're taking students to. We've got this C conference, which is always um, just a big oh, yeah. thing uh, that students get to go to. It's I think someone, uh, oh, how did Thomas describe it? As like just this um, spiritual booster shot, you know, mm -hmm. that you just get this um, this draw closer in with the Lord and more understanding of how much He loves you at that C conference. And then, um, yeah, we're able to organize retreats or just fun things on the weekend. But it's always kind of in the name of this authentic good leisure um, and authentic striving for, for the Lord and have, living out your faith in daily life. Yeah, awesome. So coming out of college, um, what was kind of your like motivation? Like what did you experience in college that, that really wanted, that really made you like go down this path of ministry, but especially in like the college setting? Yeah, absolutely. I think oddly enough, um, it's almost, I call this like my Miss Minnesota 2.0 experience because Miss Minnesota um, taught me so much about, yeah, how fulfilling it is to serve people, which is not what you think of when you think of someone wearing a crown. Uh, but it did teach me so much of that, even if it was just watching other people who also served really well. So going back into college, um, I then got involved at the Newman Center at the at Mankato State University, which is where I went to college and was able to serve there in a very different way. You know, there I was the one that you know made the meals, the free meals for students and um, helped out with events on campus. But I got to work alongside focused missionaries. And then there is that continuation of service that I had been fortunate to fall in love with as Miss Minnesota. Got to continue doing it at the Mankato Newman Center. And um, yeah, I remember last fall around this time a year ago, I was wrestling with wanting to do mission post-college. Um, I was getting a degree to be a teacher, but I was like, I don't think that's quite the mission, quote unquote, that I'm called to right now. And so by the grace of God, I had like five ideas of mission in my mind. I remember getting coffee with another student, a friend of mine, we both literally made a list, like a laundry list of all the missions we wanted to get involved in. And we both had focus on there. And um, she's now serving with Salt in Belize, and I am now nice. serving with Focus. 
And I, I truly think it was just, um, it was just the Lord working in our hearts looking back because we just, yeah, I have no idea where else it could have come from other than just this progressive tapping on my heart of, you know, I'm calling you for something else right now. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Being a focused missionary is like Miss Minnesota yeah. 2.0. You guys want to try it out. Yeah, but also it sounds like yeah, going on a mission. It's great. Like you're like Princess Di and then Mother Teresa after that, yeah. right? Your friend's yeah. going to Belize. That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. Mankato State, that is the most like Minnesota sounding school I've ever heard. Yeah, we call it Cato. Mankato. Do you say uh, water fountains are bubblers? That's Wisconsin. That's don't roll me in with oh, them. Oh, that was it's a little tension right there. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Hopefully I feel, that I feel like they're no, that's okay. That's okay. It's been funny. I've been complaining about the heat in Ohio, so it feels good to talk about Minnesota. Now, of course, it's cooling off. Yeah. My prayers have been answered. Yeah, I turned up the AC really high before yeah. this podcast, so I was hoping yeah. you'd feel at home. Now I know <laughs> it's warming you. up. Thank you. But also, I think, uh, yeah, I was telling Catherine she has the gift of intercession because two days ago it was 90 degrees. And now in Cincinnati was 40, yes. nearing 30 today. So I was like, oh, okay, so she's been praying hard. Oh, <laughs> it's got her scarf on now. Yeah, if it starts snowing tomorrow, you can definitely blame my prayers to the Lord. <laughs> well, there's already like two feet of snow in Minnesota, probably. So. <laughs> probably. Yeah, they're already skiing over there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming to uh, sharing your story. I did want to ask you, yeah, what if you wanted to share one thing just with our audience mm-hmm. today, um, maybe particularly young women, but maybe just everyone as college students, what would that be? What can they benefit from? Things you learn from maybe, uh, but yeah, just to share with them. Yeah, I would say I always just go back to prayer is the best way to discern God's will and for the relationship with God. And even if you're someone that feels like you don't have a relationship with God, prayer is just such a, a beautiful way to, um, yeah, slow your mind down. I think a big part of my testimony was that I, I needed, you know, I was not knowing where I was supposed to go. And so I just started praying. I did a novena, which is a nine-day prayer to a saint. Um, and that was just nine days of prayer, but it turned my life around. And so even through the trials and errors of, of being Miss Minnesota and being a college student and now being a missionary, I think prayer has been the most consistent thing that has brought about grace, brought about cold weather, um, brought about next steps in my life. So that's the best thing I can say, even if it's as simple as one Hail Mary, one decade of the rosary, one God be with me today. Um is just something that is so grounding wow you make me so proud yeah. thanks for sharing that <laughs> thanks it's father it's awesome. awesome that's great good well how about we just close it with a prayer right now definitely i think we need beautiful, to beautiful. thank you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen dear jesus we thank you for our sister Catherine. thank you for her witness today and on campus pray for all college students too that they may just know your great love for them lord that they may know the beauty that they are created in your image and likeness We pray uh, that people may stand up for what is true beauty and true love and also to just serve one another and to know the grace is there. We commend everything to you, Lord Jesus, to our mother, Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Sheepdogs out. Sheepdogs out. 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 Wait. Sorry.